in a grove of mossy trees in Lynn Valley Park. The river rushes nearby. It's a fat mosquito sitting on my leg that I can't bear to kill. I'm on a straw mat with my beloved Walt Whitman, Charles Baudelaire, Chief Dan George, my flask, to think about old grandpa and put him to rest in my own way. But it's a celebration. All right, that's it. Because death is just death and life is temporary. We move on and all we can hope to do is during our existence make some people happier, make something to leave behind, try to leave things a little bit better than we found them. Yeah, sure it sounds trite, but when all comes down to it, it's just the relationships and the creations. The only way to accomplish those is to know yourself and be comfortable with who you are and to be bravely stepping out into the world without your mask, getting by on your smile and jumping into every adventure. Uh. The end of the day, Charles Baudelaire. In all its rockets impedance, life rives, cavorts in pallid light, with little cause or consequence, and when, with darkling skies, the night casts over all its sensuous balm, quells hunger's pains, and, in likewise, quells shame beneath its pall of calm. Aha, at last the poet sighs. My mind, my bones yearn, clamoring for sweet repose, unburdening, heart full of dire, funereal thought. I will lie out, your folds will cling about me, veils of shadow rot, O oh, darkness, cool and comforting. O oh, darkness, cool and comforting. Ah, in all its raucous impudence, life writhes, cavorts in pallid light, with little cause or consequence, and when, with darkling skies, the night casts over all its sensuous balm, quells hunger's pains, and, in likewise, quells shame beneath its pall of calm. Aha, at last, the poet sighs. My mind, my bones yearn, clamoring for sweet repose unburdening, heart full of dire, funereal thought. I will lie out, your folds will cling about me, veils of shadow rot, O oh, darkness, cool and comforting. O oh, darkness, cool and comforting. It's from Les Fleurs de Mal. Over the breast of the spring, the land amid cities, amid lanes and through old woods where lately the violets peeped from the ground, spotting the gray debris. Amid the grass in the fields, each side of the lanes, passing the endless grass, passing the yellow speared wheat, every grain from its shroud in the dark brown fields, uprisen, passing the apple tree, blows of white and pink in the orchard, carrying a corpse to where it shall rest in the grave. Night and day journeys a coffin, coffin that passes through lanes and streets, through day and night with the great cloud darkening the land. With the pomp of the inlute flags, with the cities draped in black, with the show of the states themselves, as the crepe-veiled women standing, with processions long and winding, with the flambeaux of the night, with the countless torches lit and the silent sea of faces and unbared heads, with the waiting depot, the arriving coffin, and the somber faces, with dirges through the night and the thousand voices rising strong and solemn, with all the mournful voices of the dirges poured around the coffin, the dim-lit churches and the shuddering organs, where amid these you journey, with the tolling, tolling bells' perpetual clang. Here, coffin that passed slowly, I give you my sprig of lilac. Nor for you, for one alone, blossoms and branches green to coffins all I bring, for fresh is the morning thus, 
would I chant a song for you, O sane and sacred death. All over bouquets of roses, O death, I cover you over with roses and early lilies. But mostly, and now, the lilac that blooms the first copious I break, I break the sprigs from the bushes. With loaded arms I come, pouring for you, for you and the coffins, all of you, O death. I've held the globe with thread stretched for, as vapor trails of journeys, each color a journey pinned from Greece to Kenya to John's Bay. Is that Israel or Syria? A blue loop with stops, 20 pens circumnavigating in a memory of connections, meals with colleagues, strangers in strange days, red thread and elongated triangles cross over itself, making route of Pacific, Tinian, Hawaii, Japan. A green line returns to Perth. White pins cover provinces and states, organized, pushed with force, precision. Prague before the velvet divorce, several times around the Caribbean, Belize, Venezuela, Colombia, Cuba. Was that a holiday cruise, a recruiting mission? Heavy machinery sold to militants, airplanes, or typewriters. A letter carried from a Mexican ambassador friend for a round of golf decades before. Carried not a prize, but a pocket card. Not an ace, but a jack at least. This is to introduce my friend. Please provide all due consideration and expediency. Long disposed. Outside, the machinery digs holes and bricks, disguising the drip and hum of the apparatus. His chest heaves, so shallow now. The mouth gapes askew. The head tilted back. Hands, arms, fingers flush with fluid, bloated, looking ruddy and worn. A man who never worked with his hands. He worked with his heart. Why are his hands so worn? Why are his hands so large? The fingers are curled tight over the steering wheel. Or maybe it was a putter. The white shins dangle out of the crisp sheet. The woman changed his gown, stained with cream of weed and blood and bile. Arms wrapped in, gaze, in gauze, bracing, protecting from the constant drip of sustenance and compounds designed in the lab to keep Scarred lungs open and tired, organs heaving, each heave in exercise, anxious the body, anxious the lungs. It slows the connection, recalling countries, assigning numbers to grandchildren, numerical values to each, 47 countries and 53 grandchildren. No, 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 53 countries and 47 grandchildren. Oh, there's three on the way, do you know? There's three on the way, do you know who? Slept and I read and read. Please enjoy, please relax. Please, this is for me. I've arranged photos. Me smiling, plaid jacket, proud with certificate. He teases I need a shave. His gray bristles are a wispy hint. A razor sits by the sink. He can barely move. The hair once so black and thick and oiled and slicked to put forth his smoothest. Now is grayed and wavy across his forehead. Ears long with sagging lobes. Nose crooked and prominent. The brightness only peaks behind the foggy corneas. No smile yet today. Last night was difficult. They said loud, loudly. I speak too soft. So it's me, Henri, Walt Whitman, the IV, the construction machines. They chatter outside in earnest, jaded, methodical, and efficient, if abrupt, sturdy-limbed, and sherbet smocked. They come to help with their shiny badges. They leave and return, and they leave and return, to lift and move, to change, to administer, to chat, to check a machine, a lung, a monitor on his finger, a gauge to his mouth, inject a mist. Breathe deep, Bob. Breathe deep, Robert. He pulls like it's a mission. He pulls like he needs it. He taps it. More. More, more, his lungs plead. All you can get. They told him you can have all you can have. Not for spite, for, but for another chance. Ashen, sunken eyes. Awake slowly from morphine haze. It relieves the anxiety to breathe, they say. But from time to time he screams, I can't breathe! I can't breathe! And I say, but... But Grandpa, you're breathing now. He remembers his father, a financial genius, he said. He is, he is the kindly man in the picture with the pipe, I ask. It hangs above my bed where it always has. 
He was so good to me, and he is calling me home. Come quickly, he said. I won't last long, he told me on the phone. Don't leave yet, he said. I'm just too, just too tired. I'm just too tired. I'm ready to go, he says. The head drops. He struggles to move. I am ready to go. It's past the smallest town possible. I remember stopping for pie. I ask him for advice. He struggles. Later calls me close. And he tells me, make a hundred million dollars, then cut and run. He's only partially joking. Walt Whitman says, Song of Myself. I celebrate myself and sing myself, and what I assume you shall assume. For every atom belonging to me as good belongs to you, I loaf and invite my soul. I lean and loaf at my ease, observing a spear of summer grass. My tongue, every atom of my blood formed from the soil, is air, born here of parents, born from the parents the same, and their parents the same. I, now 37 years old, in perfect health, again, hoping to cease, not till death. Creeds and schools in abeyance, retiring back a while, suffered at what they are, but never forgotten. I harbor for good or bad, I permit to speak at every hazard. Nature, without check, with original energy. Houses and rooms are full of perfumes, the shelves are crowded with perfumes. I breathe the fragrance myself, and know it, and like it. The distillation would intoxicate me also, but I shall not let it. The atmosphere is not a perfume. It has no taste of the distillation. It is odorless. It is for my mouth forever. I am in love with it. I will go to the bank by the wood and become undisguised and naked. I am mad for it to be in contact with me. The smoke of my own breath echoes, ripples, buzzed, whispered, love root, silk thread, crotch, and vine. My respiration and inspiration, the beating of my heart, the passing of blood and air through my lungs, the sniff of green leaves and dry leaves, and the shore and the dark-colored sea rocks and the hay in the barn, the sound of the belch words of my voice loose to the eddies of the wind, a few light kisses, a few embraces, a few reaching around of arms, the play of shine and shade on the trees as the supple bows wag, the delight alone or in the rush of the streets or along the fields and the hillsides. The feeling of health, the full noon thrill, the song of me rising from bed and meeting the sun. Have you reckoned a thousand acres much? Have you reckoned the earth much? Have you practiced so long to learn to read? Have you felt so proud to get at the meaning of poems? Stop this day and night with me and you shall possess the origin of all poems. You shall possess the good of the earth and sun. There are millions of suns left. You shall no longer take things at second or third hand, nor look through the eyes of the dead, nor feed on the specters in books. You shall not look through my eyes either, for take things from, nor take things from me. You shall listen to all sides and filter them from yourself. I have heard what the talkers were talking, the talk of the beginning and the end. But I do not talk of the beginning or the end. There was never any more inception than there is now, nor any more youth or age than there is now and will never be any more perfection than there is now, nor any more heaven or hell than there is now. Urge and urge and urge, always the procreant urge of the world. Out of the dimness, opposites equals advanced, always substance and increase, always sex, always a knit of identity, always distinction, always a breed of life. To elaborate is no avail, learned and unlearned, feel that it is so. Sure as the most certain, sure. Plumb in the uprights, well entreated, braced in the beam, stout as a horse, affectionate, haughty, electrical. I in this mystery, here we stand. Clear and sweet is my soul. Clear and sweet is all that is not my soul. Lack one lacks both, and the unseen is, uh, is proved by the seen. To that becomes unseen and receives proof in its turn. Showing the best and dividing it from the worst vexes age knowing the perfect fitness and equanimity of things while they discuss. I am silent and go bathe and admire myself. Welcome is every organ and attribute of me and of any man hearty and clean. Not an inch nor particle of an inch is vile. 
and none shall be less familiar than the rest. I am satisfied, I see, dance, laugh, sing. At the hugging and loving, bedfellow sleeps at my side through the night and withdraws at the peep of the day with stealthy tread, leaving me baskets covered with white towels swelling the house with their plenty. Shall I postpone my <coughs> exception and realization and scream at my eyes? That they turn from gazing after and down the road and forthwill cipher and show me to ascent? Exactly the value of one and exactly the value of two and which is ahead. Trippers and askers surround me. People I meet, the effect upon me of my early life or the ward in the city I live in or the nation, the latest dates, discoveries, inventions, societies, authors, old and new, my dinner, dress, associates, looks, compliments, dues, the real or fancied indifference of some man or woman I love, the sickness of one of my folks or of myself, or ill-doing or loss or lack of money or depressions or exaltations, battles, the horrors of fratricidal war, the fever of doubtful news, the fitful events. These come to me days and nights and go from me again, but they are not the me myself. Apart from the pulling and hauling stands what I am, stands amused, complacent, compassionating, idle, unitary, looks down, is erect, or bends an arm on an impalatable certain rest, looking, ahead, looking with side-curved head, curious what will come next, both in and out of the game, and watching and wondering at it. Backward I see in my own days, where I sweated through fog with linguists and contenders. I have no mockings or arguments. I witness and wait. I believe in you, my soul, and other I am must, the other I am must not abase itself to you, and you must not be abased to the other. Loaf with me on the grass, loose the stop from your throat, not words, not music or rhyme I want, not custom or lecture, not even the best, only the lull I like, the hum of your vowed voice. I mind how once we lay such a transparent summer morning, how you settled your head athwart my hips and gently turned over upon me, and parted the shirt from my bosom bone and plunged your tongue into my bare-stripped heart, and reached till you felt my beard and reached till you held my feet, swiftly arose and spread around me the peace and knowledge that pass all the argument of the earth. And I know that the hand of God is the promise of my own, and I know that the Spirit of God is the brother of my own, and that all the men ever born are also my brothers, and the women my sisters and lovers and that a kelson of the creation is love, and limitless are leaves stiff or drooping in the fields, and brown ants in the little wells beneath them, the mossy scabs of the worm fence, heaped stones, elder, mullein, and pokeweed. The child said, What is the grass? Fetching it to me with full hands. How could I answer the child? I do not know what it is any more than he. I guess it must be the flag of my disposition, out of the hopeful green stuff woven. Or I guess it is the handkerchief of the Lord, a scented gift and remembrancer designedly dropped, designedly dropped, bearing the owner's name somewhat in the corners that we may see and remark and say, Whose? Or I guess the grass is itself a child, the produced babe of the vegetation. Or I guess it is a uniform hieroglyphic, and it means sprouting alike in broad zones and narrow zones, growing among black folks as among white. Canuck, Tuckahoe, Congressman Cuff, I give them the same, I receive them the same. And now it seems to me the beautiful uncut hair of graves. Tenderly will I use you curling grass. It may be you transpire from the breasts of young men. It may be if I had known them, I would have loved them. It may be you are from old people, or from offsprings taken soon out of their mother's laps. And here you are, the mother's laps. This grass is very dark to be from the white heads of old mothers, darker than the colorless beards of old men, dark to come from under the faint red roofs of mouths. Oh, I perceive, after all, so many uttering tongues, and I perceive they do not come from the roofs of mouth for nothing. I wish I could translate the hints about the dead young men and women, and the hints about old men and mothers and the offspring taken soon out of their laps. 
What do you think has become of the young and the old men? What do you think has become of the women and children? They are alive and well somewhere. The smallest sprout shows there is really no death. And if ever there was, it led forward life and does not wait to the end. And the ceased moment, a moment life appeared. All goes onward and outward. Nothing collapses and to die is different from what anyone supposed and luckier. Has anyone supposed it lucky to be born? I hasten to inform him or her that it is just as lucky to die. I know it. I pass death with the dying and birth with the new washed babe and am not contained between my hats and boots and peruse manifold objects, no two alike and everyone good, the earth good and the stars good and their adjuncts all good. I am not an earth nor an adjunct of the earth. I am the mate and companion of people, all just as immortal and fathomless as myself. They do not know how immortal, but I know. Every kind for itself and its own, for me, mine, male and female, for me, those that have been boys and that love women, for me, the man that is proud and feels how it stings to be slighted, for me, the sweetheart and the old maid, for me, mothers and the mothers of mothers, for me, lips that have smiled, eyes that have shed tears, for me, children and the begetters of children. Undrape, you are not guilty to me, nor stale, nor discarded. I see through the broadcloth and gingham, whether or no. And am around, tenacious, acquisitive, tireless, and cannot be shaken away. The little one sleeps in his cradles. I lift the gauze and look a long time and silently brush away flies with my hand. The youngster and the red-faced girl turn aside up the bushy hill. I peeringly view them from the top. The suicide sprawls on the bloody floor of the bedroom. I witness the corpse with his dabbled hair. I note where the pistol has fallen. The blab of the paved tires of carts, slough of boot soles, talk of the promenaders. The heavy omnibus, the driver with his interrogating thumb, the clank of the shod horses on the granite floors. The snow sleighs, clinking, shouted jokes, pelts of snowballs, the hurrahs for popular favorites, the furors of roused mobs. The flap of the curtain litter, a sick man inside, born to the hospital. The meeting of enemies, the sudden oath, the blows and falls, the excited crowd, the policeman with his star quickly working his passage to the center of the crowd. The impassive stones that receive and return so many echoes. What groans of overfed or half-starved, who fall sunstruck or in fits? What exclamation of women's taken suddenly who hurry home and give birth to babes? What living and buried speech is always vibrating here? What howls restrained by decorum? Arrests of criminals, slights, adulterous offers made, acceptances, rejections with convex lips. I mind them or the show of resonance towards them. I come and I depart. The big doors of the country barn stand open and ready. The dried grass of the harvest time loads the slow-drawn wagon. The clear light plays on the brown, gray, and the green inter intertinged. The armfuls are packed to the sagging mow. I am here. I help. I come stretched atop of the load. I felt its soft jolts, one leg reclined on the other. I jump from the crossbeams and seize the, seize the clover and timothy and roll heads over heels and tangle my hair full of wisps. Alone, far in the wilds and mountains, I hunt, wandering, amazed at my own lightness and glee. In the late afternoon, choosing a safe spot to pass the night, kindling a fire and broiling the fresh game, fresh killed game. Falling asleep on the gathered leaves with my dog and my gun by my side. The Yankee clipper is under her sky sail. She cuts the sparkle and scud. My eyes settle to land. I bend at her prow and shout joyously from the deck. The boatmen and clam diggers arose early and stopped for me. I tucked my trousers into my boots and went and had a good time. You should have been with us that day around the chowder kettle. I saw the marriage of the trapper in the open air in the far west. The bride was a red girl. Her father and friend sat near cross-legged and dumbly smoking. They had moccasins to their feet and thick, large thick blankets hanging from their shoulders. On the bank lounged the trapper. He was dressed mostly in skins. His luxuriant beard and curls protected his neck, and he held his bride by the hand. She had long eyelashes. Her head was bare. Her coarse, straight locks descended upon her voluptuous limbs and reached to her feet. The runaway slave came to my house and stopped outside. I heard his motions crackling the twigs of the woodpile. Through the swung half-open door, half-door of the kitchen, I saw him limpsy and weak. 
and went there, went where he sat on a log and led him in and assured him, and brought water and filled a tub for his sweated body and bruised feet, and gave him a room that entered from my own and gave him some coarse clean clothes, and remembered perfectly well his revolving eyes and his awkwardness, and remembered putting plasters on the gals of his neck and ankles. He stayed with me a week before he was recuperated and passed north. I had him sit next to me at my table. My firelock leaned in the corner. Twenty-eight young men bathed by the shore, twenty-eight young men also friendly, twenty-eight years of womanly life and also lonesome. She owns a fine house by the rise of the bank. She hides handsome and richly dressed after the blinds of the window. Which of the young men does she like best? Ah, the homeliest of them is beautiful to her. Where are you off to, lady? For I see you, you splash in the water there, yet stay stock still in your room, dancing and laughing along the beach, came the twenty-ninth bather. The rest did not see her but she saw them and loved them. The beards of the young men glistened with wet. It ran from their long hair. Little streams passed all over their bodies. An unseen hand also passed over their bodies. It, trans it descended trembling from their temples and ribs. The young men float on their backs and their white bellies bulge to the sun. They do not ask who seizes fast to them. They do not know who puffs and declines with pendant and bending arch. They do not think whom they souse with spray. The butcher boy puts off his killing clothes and sharpens his knife at the stall in the market. I loiter enjoying his repartee and his shuffle and breakdown. Blacksmiths with grimed and hairy chest environ the anvil. Each has his main sledge. They're all out. There is a great heat in the fire. From the cinder-strewed threshold I follow their movements. The lithe sneer of their waist plays even in their massive arms. Overhand their hammers swing. Overhand so slow. Overhand so sure. They do not hasten. Each man hits in his place. The negro holds firmly the, ra the reins of four horses. The block swags underneath in its overtied chain. The negro that drives a long dray of the stoneyard steadily and tall, he stands poised on one leg on the straight piece. His blue shirt exposes his ample neck and breast and loosens over his hip band. His glance is calm and commanding. He tosses the slash of his hat away from his forehead. The sun falls on his crispy hair and mustache, falls on the black of his polished and perfect limbs. I behold the picturesque giant and love him, and I do not stop there. I go with the team also. In me, the caresser of life, wherever moving backward as well as forward slewing. To niches aside and junior bending, not a person or object missing, absorbing all to myself and for this song. Only one way these tracks run into the elevator and onto Mount Hood. Turning east, they stop at a wooden fence with the dam beyond, the Columbia daunted but rolling. Stunted but strong, regress to measures, velocity and potential, water spreads thinner than gold. Every fiefdom wants a piece, so they bridge it, dam it, tame it. Rocks and monuments observe the folly, silt built behind the water, cools, cools ahead and moving, moving beyond memories drowned, forgotten drowned villages and uncovered artifacts entombed and enshrined. Only the tugboats come close. Barges drifting silos wait. Trains slip past. Columbia slows. Juniper Road, Umatilla Highlands, the pass down to Pendleton as high as radio waves. Past the towers, over canals, burly in the distance, Moon almost half, just enough for the stars. Pondering the origins of tapioca. Is it a gelatin, or does it come from a tree or something? It's gelatin, she says, so they can make it any size they want. I'm a bit confused, but I nod along, because I don't have a guess. Either way, I'm wrong. Sweetser Road is devoid of life, just wandering cows and rattlesnakes. If you stop off here, you'll miss the town. Ursa Major pointing us ahead. <sighs> Wellsville's are rising far behind us as we're northward bound.
Hold on, I gotta see where this trail's going. Alright. I'm on the Varley Trail in Lynn Valley Regional Park, by the way. You know, it was really weird last night. Um, sitting out on the deck, having dinner, and knowing that uh, in a funeral home, like, what happens when, when he dies is, I know that he passed away, and Lila was sitting there holding his hand, and they were doing his morphine switch, and it was around 11 o'clock on Thursday morning, and he just faded, and that was it. And I mean, everyone knew it was coming, it was just a matter of time. But, where does the body go, and what do they do? And I guess, I've seen on the television programs, it goes down to some cool morgue room, and then, you know, they, uh, goes to a funeral home, and they just put clothes on it, and... Oh my God, it's hard to uh, even think about that. But I was just thinking about him last night and somewhere his corpse was sitting somewhere in Logan and it's a cold, it's an it. It's no longer him, you know? And, 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 where, and where is he? And, you know, in his final time, you know, he kept on talking about his dad and his dad was coming to get him and what a great man his dad was and get me a ladder or I need to go to the roof because my dad's calling me. And... A little bit of that's the morphine, but a lot of that's just him looking down a tunnel to something else. What's out there? Well, I don't... I don't know, you know? Well, obviously nobody does, right? But I... I don't... I don't want to uh, project that I have the knowledge to know what's there. So just choose not to speculate at all, right? What happens, and what happens to the, to the corpse? Does our life force just, is Grandpa reborn Thursday afternoon as a, some baby in Bangladesh? Or a, a rhinoceros on a, on an African plane somewhere? Or some kind of old raven up in the northern climes of British Columbia? Does that happen? Or is he up there with a, old bearded grandfatherly type saying, oh, hello, children, come unto me and play in the clouds. Well, neither notion, I'm sure, is correct. But I'll believe just about anything that breaks the grip of caution is heard in a song. And, you know, it doesn't really matter where he is now because I can't do anything about it. All I can do is keep the stories alive and keep my memories of him alive to pass down to whoever else, you know? Now, what those stories are is what makes them important, what makes his life more noteworthy than anyone else's life. Well, the guy was a big fish, right? There was always a story and there was always an adventure. And even the final stretch of his life, constantly learning new things. Oh, geez. There's that whole other chapter of your life I had no idea about. You know, right down to the end. And, you know, seeing the old guy um, frail and weak and dependent on machines, he can't help but just to let all that old crap wash away. The times when he was scolding me for this and that, or giving me unsolicited advice, which seemed to be a commonplace occurrence. You know, it's, uh, it's a short and, and uh, mysterious existence we lead here. And you never know when you're going to go. Glassy roof, volcano top, early whiskey and ginger ale. Rail yards of enterprise waiting on a signal. Hard-fought coincidence, leaving me on time. Delayed journey undertaken through fields of weakness. Storage sheds of secrets, cul-de-sacs, dead end, an empty field. You've left me with the anecdotes and won me the prize, double-loaded, dump truck gray-blue against the green spring, fast jaded as though an accident. Grass growing from black and moldy bale of hay, cut for winter, browned, forgotten, and settled to waste, alongst hidden railway yards seen flashing past, noticed by someone who might live there, or might be passing past, not a stranger, just someone who doesn't make it by, except within train leaves, or just when the cherry blossoms occur to confuse the birds. You, road, I enter upon and look around. 
I believe you are not all that is here. I believe that much unseen is also here. Hear the profound lesson of reception, nor preference, nor denial. The black with his woolly head, the felon, the diseased, the illiterate person are not denied. The birth, the hasting after the physician, the beggar's tramp, the drunkard staggered, the laughing party of mechanics, the escaped youth, the rich person's carriage, the fop, the eloping couple, the early market man, the hearse, the moving of furniture into the town, the return back from the town. They pass. I also pass. Anything passes. None can be interdicted. None are accepted. None but shall be dear to me. You, air that serves me, with breath to speak, you objects that call from diffusion my meanings and give them shape, you light that wraps me in all things in delicate, equalable showers, the paths worn in our irregular hollows by the roadside, I believe you are latent with unseen existences, you are so dear to me. You flagged walks of the cities, you strong curves at the edges, you ferries, you planks of posts and wharves, you timberline sides, you distant ships. You rows of houses, you window-pierced facades, you roofs, you porches and entrances, you copings and iron guards, you windows whose transparent shells might expose so much, you doors and ascending steps, you arches, you gray stones and terminal pavements, you downtrodden crossings. From all that has touched you, I believe you have imparted to yourselves, and now would import the same secretly to me. From the living and the dead, you have peopled your impassive surfaces. The spirits thereof would be evident and amicable with me. The earth expanding right hand and left hand, the picture alive, every part in its best light. The music falling in where it is wanted and stopping where it is not wanted. The cheerful voice of the public road, the gay fresh sentiment of the road. O oh, highway I traveled, do you say to me, do not leave me? Do you say, venture not? If you leave me, you are lost. Do you say, I am already prepared, I am well beaten and undenied, adhere to me? O oh, public road, I say back, I am not afraid to leave you, yet I love you. You express me better than I express myself. You shall be more to me than my poem. I think heroic deeds were all conceived in the open air, and all free poems also. I think I could stop here myself and do miracles. I think whatever I shall meet on this road I shall like, and whoever beholds me shall like me. I think whoever I see must be happy. From this hour I deign myself, loose of limits and imaginary lines, going where I list, my own master total and absolute, listening to others, considering well what they say, pausing, searching, receiving, contemplating, gently but with undeniable will, divesting myself of the holds that would hold me. I inhale great drafts of space. The east and west are mine, and the north and the south are mine. I am larger, better than I thought. I did not know I held so much goodness. All seems beautiful to me. I can repeat over to men and women, you have done such good to me, I would do the same to you. I will recruit for myself and you as I go. I will scatter myself among men and women as I go. I will toss a few gladness and roughness amongst them. Whoever denies me, it shall not trouble me. Whoever accepts me, he or she shall be blessed and shall bless me. Now, if a thousand perfect men were to appear, it would not amaze me. Now, if a thousand beautiful forms of women appeared, it would not astonish me. Now I see the secrets of the making of the best persons. It is to grow in the open air and to eat and sleep with the earth. Here, a great personal deed has room. Such a deed seizes upon the hearts of the whole race of men. It is a fusion of strength and will, overwhelms law and mocks all authority and all argument against it. Here is a test of wisdom. Wisdom is not finally tested in schools. Wisdom cannot be passed from one having it to another not having it. Wisdom is of the soul. It is not susceptible of proof. It is its own proof. Applies to all stages and objects and qualities and content. Is the certainty of the reality and immortality of things and the excellence of all things? Something there is in the float of the sight of things that provokes it out of the soul. Now, if a thousand perfect men were to appear, it would not amaze me. Now, if a thousand beautiful forms of women appeared, it would not astonish me. Now I see the secret of making the best of all persons. 
is to grow in the open air and to eat and sleep with the earth. Here a great personal deed has room. Such a deed seizes upon the hearts of the whole race of men. Its effusion of strength and will overwhelms law and mocks all authority and all argument against it. Here is the test of wisdom. Wisdom is not finally tested in schools. Wisdom cannot be passed from one having it to another not having it. Wisdom is of the soul. It is not susceptible to proof. It is, it is its own proof. Applies to all stages and objects and qualities and is content. Is the certainty of the reality and immortality of things and the excellence of things. Something there is in the float and the sight of things that provokes it out of the soul. Now I re-examine philosophies and religions. They may prove well in lecture rooms, yet not prove at all under the spacious clouds and along the landscape and flowing currents. Here is realization. Here is a man tallied. He realizes here what he has in him. The past, the future, majesty, love. They are vacant of you. You are vacant of them. Only the kernel of every object nourishes. Who is he who tears off the husks for you and me? Where is he that undergoes, undoes stratagems and envelops for you and me? Here is adhesiveness. It is not previously fashioned. It is apropos. Do you know what it is as you pass to be loved by strangers? Do you know the talk of those turning eyeballs? Here is the efflux of the soul. The efflux of the soul comes from within through empowered, embowered gates, ever-provoking questions, these yearnings, why are they? These thoughts in the darkness, why are they? Why are there men and women that while they are nigh me, the sunlight expands my blood? Why, when they leave me, do my penance of joy sink flat and lank? Why are there trees I never walk under, but large melodious thoughts descend upon me? I think they hang their winter and summer on those trees and drop fruit as I pass. What is it I in interchange so suddenly with change strangers? What with some drivers I ride on the seat by his side? What with some fisherman drawing his sign by the shores as I walk in paths? What gives me to be free to a woman's and man's goodwill? What gives them to be free to mine? The flux of the soul is happiness. Here is happiness. I think it pervades the open air, waiting at all times. Now it flows unto us. We are rightly charged. Here rises the fluid and attaching character. The fluid and attaching character is the freshness and sweetness of man and woman. The herbs of the morning sprout no fresher and sweeter every day are the roots of themselves, and it sprouts fresh and sweet continually out of itself. Toward the fluid and attaching character excludes, exudes the sweat of the love of young and old. From its fall distilled the charms that mocks beauty and attainments. Toward it heaves the shuddering longing ache of contact. Allons, wherever you are, come travel with me. Traveling with me you find what never tires, the earth never tires. The earth is rude, silent, incomprehensible at first. Nature is rude and incomprehensible at first. Do not be concerned, con dis discouraged. Keep on. There are divine things well enveloped. I swear to you that there are divine things more beautiful than words can tell. Allons. We must not stop here. However sweet these laid-up stores, however convenient this dwelling, we m cannot remain here. However sheltered this port, and however calm these waters, we must not anchor here. However welcome the hospitality that surrounds us as we are permitted to receive it but a little while. Allons, the inducement shall be greater. We will sail pathless in wild seas. We will go where wind blows, waves dash, and the Yankee clipper speeds by under full sail. Allons, with power, liberty, the earth, the elements, health, defiance, gaiety, self-esteem, curiosity. Allons, from all formulas, from your formulas, O bad-eyed materialistic priests, the stale cadaver blocks up the passage. The burial waits no longer. Alone, yet take warning. He traveling with me needs the best blood, thews, endurance. None may come to the trial till he or she brings courage and health. Come not, he come not here if you have already spent the best of yourself. Only those may come who come in sweet and determined bodies. No diseased person, no rum drinker, no venereal taint is permitted here. I and mine do not convince by arguments, similes, rhymes, we convince by our presence.
Listen, I will be honest with you. I do not offer the smooth, old smooth prizes, but offer rough new prizes. These are the days that must happen to you. You shall not heap up what I called riches, what is called riches. You shall scatter with lavish hand all that you earn or achieve. You but arrive at the city to which you are destined. You hardly settle yourself to satisfaction before you are called by an irresistible call to depart. You shall be treated to the ironical smiles and mockings of those, of those who remain behind you. What beckonings of love you receive, you shall only answer with passionate kisses of parting. You shall not allow the hold of those to spread their reached hands towards you. Alone, after the great companions and to belong to them, they too are on the road. They are swift and majestic men. They are the greatest women. Enjoyers of calm seas and storms of seas, sailors of many ship, walkers of many miles of land, habitats of distant countries, habitats of far distant dwellings, trusters of men and women, observers of cities, solitary toilers, pauses and contemplators of tufts, blossoms, shells of the shore, dancers at wedding dancers, kissers of brides, tender helpers of children, bearers of children, soldiers of revolt, standers by gaping graves, lowers coffins, lowers down of coffins, journeyers over consecutive seasons over the years, the curious years, each emerging from that which preceded it, journeyers as with companions, namely by their own diverse phrases, four steppers from the latent, unrealized baby days, journeyers gaily with their own youth, journeyers with their bearded and well-grained manhood, Journeyers with their own sublime old age of manhood or womanhood. Old age, calm, expanded, broad with the haughty breadth of the universe. Old age, flowing free with the delicious nearby freedom of death. Alone, to that which is endless, as it was beginningless, to undergo much tramps of days, rests of nights, to merge all in the travel they tend to and the days and the nights they tend to, again to merge them in the start of superior journeys, to see nothing anywhere but what you may reach it and pass it conceive no time however distant but you may you may reach it and pass it to look up or down no road but it stretches and waits for you however long but it stretches and waits for you to see no being not gods or any's but you also go thither to see no possession but you may possess it and join all without labor or purchase abstracting the feast yet not abstracting one particle of it to take the best of the farmer's farm and the rich man's elegant villa, the chaste blessings of the well-mannered couple and the fruits in the orchards and the flowers of garden, to take to your use out of the com compact cities as you pass through, to carry buildings and streets with you after, afterward wherever you go, to gather the minds of men out of their brains as you encounter them, to gather the love out of their hearts, to take your lovers on the road with you for all that you leave them behind you, to know the universe itself as a road, as so many roads, as roads for traveling souls. All parts away from the, for the progress of souls, all religion, all solid things, arts, governments, all that was or is apparent upon this globe or any globe falls into niches and corners before the procession of species along the grand roads of the universe. Of the progress of the souls of men and women along the grand roads of the universe, all other progress is needed, emblem and sustenance. Forever alive, forever forward, stately, solemn, sad, withdrawn, baffled, mad, turbulent, feeble, dissatisfied, desperate, proud, fond, sick, accepted by men, rejected by men. They go, they go, I know that they go, but I know not where they go, but I know that they go towards the best, towards something great. Whoever you are, come forth, or man and woman, come forth. You must not stay sleeping and dallying there in the house, though you've built it, or though it has been built for you, out of the dark confinement, out from behind the screen, it is useless to protest. I know all and expose it. Behold, through as you, you as bad as the rest, through the laughter, dancing, dining, supping of people, inside the dresses and ornaments, inside of those washed and trimmed faces. Behold, a silent, secret, loathing despair. No husband, no wife, no friend trusted to hear the confession. Another self, a duplicate of everyone, skulking and hiding it goes, formless and wordless, through the streets of the cities, polite and bland in the parlors, in the cars of railroads and steamboats, in the public assembly, home to the houses of men and women, at the table, in the bedroom, everywhere. Smartly attired, countenance smiling, form upright, 
death under the breastbones, hell under the skull bones, under the broadcloth and gloves, under the ribbons and artificial flowers, keeping fair with the customs, speaking not a syllable of itself, speaking of anything else but never of itself. Alone, through struggles and wars, the goal that was named cannot be countermanded. Have the past struggles succeeded? What has succeeded? Yourself? Your nation? Nature? Now understand me well. It is provided in the essence of things that from any fruition of success, no matter what, shall come forth something to make a greater struggle necessary. My call is the call of battle. I nourish active rebellion. He going with me must go well armed. He going with me goes often with spare diet, poverty, angry enemies, desertions. Alone, the road is before us. It is safe. I have tried it. My own feet tried it well. Be not detained. Let the paper remain on the desk unwritten and the book on the shelf unopened. Let the tools remain in the workshop. Let the money remain unearned. Let the school stand. Mind not the cry of the teacher. Let the preacher preach in his pulpit. Let the lawyer plead in court and let the judge expound the law. Camarado, I give you my hand. I give you my love, more precise than money. I give you myself before preaching or law. Will you give me yourself? Will you come travel with me? Shall we stick by each other as long as we live? That's for you, Grandpa. The native chief, Chief Dan George, lived right around here. He writes, The drum has fallen silent. The drum has fallen silent. The rattle lies broken. The song has been forgotten. My hands so feeble. My voice so faint. My eyes so full of tears. Oh, my grandson, what will you remember me by? Once more, once more, I like to hear water murmur of earth. Once more, I like to touch a child to feel beyond today. Once more, I like to taste a tree's sap to remember the strength of spring. Once more, I like to see the color of happiness to know the death man's song will please me. Then, O oh earth, I shall be ready to return to you. What little I have left from all the years of taking from you. Men who do not keep the earth sacred create much sorrow. When my body lies without a song, the eagle and my spirit soar together, and together they will cry for my people. Grandchild, keep the eagle and the memory of me in your heart, so that both can remain aloft in peace, and together they will not cry of pain, but of joy. Well, Grandfather, I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can. And Grandpa, thank you. Thank you for spending the time and thank you for caring. And thanks for making the effort, you know. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for hauling me along. Thanks for making me write it down. Thanks for keeping track. Thank you for the letters. I know I'm a lot like you. But mostly it's, you know, I'm I'm like you because I like to make and I like to create and I like to make people happy. I like to spread something that I believe in to the people, you know? Not force anything upon anyone but just share by being. Grandpa, whenever I think about you, I'll always think about road trips and I'll always think about typewriters. Think about you playing piano, suddenly there in your mobile home, sitting down and busting out the piano songs. I remember you with your bow tie, your polyester shirts and polyester pants, your slick back hair and your big glasses. I'll remember the Victoria Argyle Club and you making sandwiches for the people. I'll remember us at Mesa Verde Park, seeing the cliff dwellings. Gosh, you were 
I thought you were bad then, you know, like your health and all. I thought it was amazing that you were alive then. You wake up each morning and cough and hack and hack forever. I remember being in Mexico and you're in the back and you're coughing and you're hacking. And then it just stops and you're just silent. And I was driving in Mexico and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he's going to die. And here I am in Mexico and what am I going to do? And do I try and get back across the border? Who do I call? Who do I talk to? I don't speak any Spanish. Don't even have any ID with me. Who's going to talk to me? I got a dead grandfather in the back. Isn't this from a movie? And just when I was getting nervous, he would start hacking and wheezing again and get up and light up another smoke. Oh, don't roll down the window, David. It's too cold. But what kind of miracle did you pull off by living to 87 after taking such lousy care of yourself? I never saw you exercise. You golfed every once in a while, like 50 years ago. Never jogged. Never ate healthy. You're eating bacon and eggs right down to the end. Unbelievable. Gramps, thanks. Thanks for the genetics. Thanks for the smiles. Thanks for the thoughts. Thanks for my crazy habits. Because I know where I get them from. So just you and me, the mosquitoes at Lynn Valley. By now, they've done all the ceremony at the funeral home. And the aunts have spoken, the uncles have spoken, and the brothers and cousins have spoken. When they said I was to be a pallbearer, an honorary pallbearer, was it really hauling a coffin involved? Jeez, I'm glad I didn't have to lift anything. You know, my shoulder, I was telling you, it's a little sore, eh? Uh, I don't care your dead body. I'm going to remember you from our conversations. The things you told me, right down to the end. That's what I'm keeping. Grandpa, you've left behind a massive legacy. Now, I... I, I I'm not, I, I didn't worry about the will reading and showing up for the will reading because I know you're not a man of means. Make some fortunes, lose some fortunes, and get by with what you got. Told me to always stay out of debt, always save up for everything you're going to buy. <laughs> I don't know if I subscribe to that so much, but I did get the one where you spend all your money on trips when possible. I learned that. I did the abbreviated version. Grandpa, here's to your life. Here's to your legacy. Here's to keeping your stories alive. I love you, Grandpa. To Robert Louis Stevenson, my grandpa. Au revoir, big fish. I'll always remember you.